You're listening to Big Innings on Emerging Cricket. I'm Nate Hayes, and before we get into our interview with Pranav Chadipalayam, we have a couple of pieces of news. Dane Pete sparkled in his return to the South Africa Test team, taking five wickets in the first innings and three in the second in a surprisingly close test in New Zealand. We always knew Dane had elite skills and leadership abilities, but it's great to see that displayed on the international stage. Here's hoping we see much more of Dane, both in South Africa Test side and with the Morrisville Raptors in Washington Freedom. The release of the Cricket World Cup League 2 schedule revealed that USA apparently have some T20 prep games lined up against UAE and Canada in May. We will stay tuned for the official word on that from USA Cricket, hopefully coming soon. And finally, according to PDP on Twitter, USA women will be heading back to Abu Dhabi in April for the 2023 ICC Women's T20 World Cup qualifier, having been drawn into a group with Uganda, Scotland, Thailand, and Sri Lanka. The first match is April 27. All right, on with the episode. Welcome to another episode of Big Innings here in February of 2024. Aman Patel is unavailable tonight, but I do have an exciting special guest. Fresh from his World Cup experience in South Africa, USA U19 star Pranav Chadipalayam. Welcome to the show, Pranav. Hi, Nate. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, we, we were supposed to have you on in the summer on the minor league cricket show after your qualifiers, but you got busy having to immerse yourself in school. So you've settled in now at the University of Maryland. That's my old stopping grounds. I grew up in the College Park area. Uh, I know you're currently studying from home, so you don't yet have the College Park, Maryland experience. But yeah, I grew up there. My dad worked in the athletic department when I was a kid. So I went to a lot of sports games, a lot of football, a lot of basketball, baseball. You're online this semester. What are you studying? What are your hopes there at University of Maryland? At University of Maryland, I'm studying computer science, just trying to balance as much of uh, education and cricket as best as I can. You did really well in the 2023 U-17 National Championships. You scored uh, 119 runs at an 84 strike rate at an average of 59.5. You earned your spot in the U-19 National Team, and that was really that was proven to be an awesome selection in the World Cup qualifiers when you led everybody with uh, 384 runs, a high score of 137. You really stamped your place in the team. Obviously, you helped the team win and earn a spot. You were there in the middle, to, right to the end there of the uh, final game. But you also scored 100 runs here in your four innings of the World Cup, including a 57 against Bangladesh, where you scored eight of the team's 11 boundaries in the game, Peter Delapena pointed out. How has this whole process gone has this been your major goal to make the the U- u19 uh national team and then to go to the world cup oh uh, yeah i think definitely since i started cricket just uh, aspiring to play for the country and then i think definitely this year i think after that at the under 19 nationals and then going into qualifiers i think it was really a big step up from the club cricket and the age group cricket we play here but i think the experience in canada like my first real taste of like youth international cricket and then obviously as a team moving on to the World Cup, I think was another uh, great achievement and one of my dreams to represent like the country at one of the biggest global stages for youth cricket. And I think, yeah, this whole year has just been, I think, really good for myself, my other teammates who also played with me and I think for U.S. cricket as a whole. 
Yeah, it's been a, a pretty impressive year for sure. I remember uh, so many of us USA fans were following along in that game, in that final game against Canada, which we didn't even know was going to actually happen. And I know that there had to be a lot of concern amongst the players. Uh, really, what I've heard from the guys I've spoken with is that you guys were just chomping at the bit for the game to actually happen. And when it did happen, you hit the field and you had so much momentum just going into the game. What I heard was it, you pretty much were going to win that game in your minds. Yeah, I think we warmed up like three different times because we were all just itching to get out of the field. But I think as soon as they, the umpire said that we're playing, I think we were all like already ready. And I think that was one of the most like electrifying atmospheres I've ever played in. Like the stage was set, the World Cup was on the line, and then we all played together and then we played to our best. And I think, uh, yeah, it was a really memorable day that day. We were all thrilled once the game actually, once they did decide to play the game and hats off to the officials there uh, for getting the game in. That's It's really impressive that they were able to uh, to swing that. But but yeah, then you came through quite quite a bit with the bat there in that uh, in that final game to get USA into the World Cup. You were right there in the middle at the end with Odkarsh. You won the game with a six at the end. Uh, yeah, like the wicket was a little bit sticky, but and I think like our bowlers did really well, especially after that like nail biting first first time we played Canada. I think all of us just wanted to go in and give it our all. And I think that even though it's a low target, we know that those low chases are sometimes like a little bit tricky. But I think that Yamin, of course, just wanted to stay till the end and take as much time as we needed because we knew we it wasn't too much to ask for. But yeah, we were incredibly bummed out that it wasn't streamed. Like everybody was, we, we I mean, I think we were, I think we were pulling our hair out that it wasn't streamed. But we did get a good clip at, at the end of it all of the winning six. That that, that clip, even though it's a little slanted, it's gonna stick out in my <laughs> gonna stick out in my mind forever. I think. But you were born in Chennai. You moved to the USA at eight months old. You moved to Connecticut. You were there until you were 10 and you moved to New Jersey. How big of part of your family is cricket? So I actually didn't even know much about cricket until I was about 10, like when I first moved to New Jersey. And it's like when I was watching my dad watching an IPL game. And I think that's when I first, I, I got interested in cricket. And then I joined later that year. And, at the end, and that was like one of the first academies that was open in New Jersey. Like now there's a lot more, but that was one of the first ones. And I think, but yeah, since then, since I was about 10, I've been playing cricket. Yeah, there's some really good cricketers to come in out of New Jersey. Some very good young cricketers too. Simu Kamala for, for, for one. How much of him have you seen over the years? Me and Sai used to live right across the road from each other. I've seen him since he was like 12 and just, I used to do like one-on-ones with him. Like me, him, and then our coach. So just seeing him play and then just picking up like small things from that. And also just seeing where he's gone and how he's improved has, I think, really helped my game and other youth cricketers in, in, in New Jersey, too. So playing with him so much when you were younger, he's older than you. Playing with him so much when you're younger, you get to see him up close. Did you realize how good he was when you were playing with him? Or, or did, it, did, you, did it occur to you one day, wow, he's actually really good everywhere? Uh, yeah, so I think when I was about 11... Like I would always hear people at Crick Max talking about him, but then I've never actually seen him. But then we played it in a tournament in California together. And I think that was the first time I saw him. And then, so he got best batsman there. And I think that's when I realized, like when he got best batsman in a tournament where we traveled to California, that's when I really like, it saw like it hit me. Like I, like how consistent he was and how he improved and adapted to different conditions. And did you get a sense at that time that, hey, I've played with this guy. I realize now he's actually really good. 
on the national stage, did that give you a, a sense of confidence that you could actually be really good too? Yeah, I think definitely. I think like the heights he's reached, the things that he will continue to do, I think it also lets everyone else know and everyone at the younger generation that it is possible to play at a higher level and then play professionally uh, all across the country and in the world. Yeah. Nice. Now that we have Major League Cricket and there's a U21 slot for every team right now, of course, some players will graduate out of that U21 slot. They'll either be kept by the, be retained by the team or or not. Hopefully, they work on those retention rules and they clarify those a little bit over the years. But with players graduating through over the course of time, I'm sure players like yourself have hopes to get drafted one day in, in the Major League. Uh, yeah, like, definitely. I think that's one of the like closest we can ever get to some of those international cricketers at such a young age. Just watching the uh, MLC from home, seeing players like Puran and Quinton Decock just playing on the big screen and then playing with some of the, pl the local players that we play with, like in club cricket. It's just cool to see and how that's also a possibility that we could work up towards. Did you manage to go to any of the Major League games in Morrisville or in Dallas? No, I didn't get to go to any Major League games. Like We had a tour to England at the same time, but I was like staying up late in England watching those games as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. Let's get back to the USA team a little bit. This is a really young team that, that we sent abroad for the World Cup. USA in 2021 missed out on a chance to qualify for the World Cup thanks to COVID. We've talked on this program at length about how good that team was. I've written about it in the past, made content about it in the past. That was when I had a lot more time to pour into making content about cricket. That, that was a really good squad. I think we all anticipated that they would beat Canada and they would advance to the World Cup. They never got the chance. All that talk about that squad, about we, we look at some of the players on that squad and where they are today. And some of those players in that squad got did get drafted into Major League Cricket. Some of them got drafted. One of them even got drafted before the U21 round, uh, yeah. Ali Sheikh. And, and so that that's a really talented team. They've got players that have performed extremely well in minor league cricket over the years. Did that kind of cast a big shadow over this team, over this current cycle, this the squad for this particular cycle? I think uh, a little bit, definitely. I think there's a lot of talk about how, at least for the past three, four years, about how that team was made up of a bunch of like talented cricketers. But I think that also just motivated us a little bit extra just to, I think, show the rest of the like cricketing community that we're also here to compete. Like We can also go to big stages as well. So I think it was a little bit of motivation as well. Yeah, honestly, look, the World Cup itself didn't go as we had hoped it would, but I don't think we we didn't have a single game where, where somebody didn't stand out, where, where we didn't see that, that our guys have the talent to participate at this particular level or we're knocking on the door of this level of cricket. So I think that motivation served you well. Obviously, we didn't embarrass ourselves, or you guys didn't embarrass yourselves over there. Everybody, every game had somebody do something. How, how did you guys prep for this tour, and how do you think that worked out for you? So after the qualifiers, we had a training camp in Houston after the U-17 and U-23 national. So I think that was just a, a little bit of all of us playing together since we're all like from all over the country. And then we went to Trinidad and Tobago in um, November. But I think that was when the World Cup was originally supposed to be in Sri Lanka. And I think that we chose Trinidad because it was similar conditions, like slower wickets and a little bit more turret. But then 
couple of days after we got to Trinidad, we found out that the World Cup was actually moved to South Africa, which was like a lot more different pacey wickets, a little bit more bounce and seam movement. But yeah, I think that the delay in announcing where the World Cup would be, I think it could have, if, if it was done a little bit earlier, I think maybe we could have had a, diff, a toward a different place. Yeah. Do you think coming into that U19 Nationals, do you think everybody was gunning for the national team players, for the U19 players? Do you think do you think that really put a target on you, domestically speaking? I don't know if it was more of a target, but I think it definitely definitely motiv- motivated the players a little bit extra, like knowing that there was a chance to break into the team, especially since we had qualified for the World Cup, and that there were just like a few opportunities to get noticed. And I think that actually improved the level of cricket in both the tournaments as there was a little bit more at stake for everyone to play. When you did go, and yes, you mentioned that they changed the venue on you and that would have changed ahead of time, that would have changed your preparation, of course, for where you prepared. When you guys got down there, I remember getting a text message from from Dane Pete. He sent a video of your guys' bus driving by and he was like, USA's never been treated so well <laughs> before. He was he was joking with me about how they were really taking care of you down there, the the hosts and everything. Did you feel like that? Did you feel like you were treated real well? Yeah, I think definitely it was a like a big like a big change from what we get here. I, every time we would travel in the team bus, like we would have police escorts, and then even I think the whole, whole like hospitality in South Africa was definitely really good. It was really welcoming especially like all of the event organizers and like the match officials, even the other teams. So I think it was a a really, we felt really welcomed as soon as we came into South Africa. Nice, nice. I also noticed that there was like a bouncy house out there for the kids to play at some of the games. And I kept watching the games and seeing a lot of action over at the bouncy house. It just looked like a nice little atmosphere for families. Yeah, I think once the kids got bored of the cricket, I think they went to the bouncy house like after. Did you guys get tempted to jump on the bouncy house after the games were over? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I know I would have been. (laughs) So, yes, you had the ICC media there to deal with as well, and they really put a lot of spotlight on you all. You did some dancing on the the Instagram, on the Instagram reels and whatnot. Now, you also got a taste of something that was probably pretty pretty predictable for you guys, and that was the comment section. Unfortunately, there's an awful lot of, I don't know what to call it, but I guess it's weird. It's really weird. Whenever you see the USA team making a big, making headlines somewhere, you have a storm of people in the comments talking about how this is the India B team or something like that. How Did you guys anticipate that? You had to anticipate that, but how did you guys take that in stride? Did you find some of those comments to be like just absolute, so ridiculous that they were funny? Yeah, I think we all just got like a laugh out of it. Like after the like any practice session or any time we got posted on social media, we would just read out their comments out loud, and then it would just be like a whole bus ride filled up, filled with laughter. So it was really funny. Just and I think it just makes USA cricket more popular with each comment. So I think I guess it's a good thing. So yeah, there were a lot of USA fans in the comments defending you guys too, because really, the vast majority of this team has spent almost their entire lives here. If not, I think the vast majority has spent their entire lives here. But you've been here since you were eight months old. So, yeah, it's silly to see this, especially because so many of you, you've all played your domestic cricket here too. And I think we're just going to see more and more of that 
use level cricket improve here over the years, especially now that, that people have seen your, your faces on the TV. Of course, it's been at four in the morning and whatnot over here. But, but they got to see their own people that go to their own academy playing in the, in the World Cup. And I'm sure that you got a nice little welcome when you got back. So what was the messaging going into the middle, going into these matches from your coaches and your team leadership uh, during the World Cup? I think before the games, our coaches were really just into just us just playing the cricket that, like, that we know, like the cricket that's gotten us into the team. And to not worry about like, like the names we're playing against or like the, the nations that we're playing against. Because uh, obviously there was like, um, there's been upsets like in all sorts in all sorts of cricket like youth, men's, women, and they just just kept on saying the more the more the natural cricket that we play the stuff that we know, they had a better chance to upset one of these big member nations. Yeah, and there was some good ones. You guys were in the in, in a group with India. I'm sure that was that built a lot of anticipation amongst the team. You got off to a slow start against Ireland. In fact, I thought it was probably the worst game that you that your team played. The very first game, a lot of people thought, a lot of the fans thought, okay, if USA is going to win a game, it's going to be against Ireland. Of course, this is on the backs of 2021 when USA beat Ireland in a T20 down in Florida. Well, they split the series one-to-one, and they looked in the order of position to win both games. So the anticipation was that you guys, you know, should have been kind of neck and neck with Ireland. But it was, I thought, the most disappointing game. But then... <laughs> You, you had to wait a whole week after that game. So you didn't, the team didn't perform well. Then you had to wait an entire week to play your next game. That had to be really tough to do because you know, you're getting ready to face Bangladesh, which is a, a pretty well-established team. What was it like to wait that long for a chance at redemption? Yeah, I think definitely like the like the layover we had between games, like between the first two we had six, and then between the the Bangladesh and India game we only had one day of break. But I think definitely the six days a little bit tough being confined in a hotel. But I think we definitely got to do some uh, like team activities, like even in our practices and our gym sessions that just brought us like closer together. And I think that was important, like for our improvements in the next few games. But I think yeah, it was definitely tough. With that six-day break, I think, between cricket. You handled it well because you came out and you top scored with 57 runs and eight eight boundaries. What was it that you think that you did? Surely you got to be torturing yourself for six days here trying to get... Maybe you just need to torture yourself to score well. I think the biggest thing was, like, in those six days we had, we got to see the Bangladesh team play the India team. Like, we went to the stadium and we watched it live. And I think the lefty opener from India, uh, Adar Singh, like he got 80 that game. And I was just watching the way he batted. He just took a little bit of time in the beginning. Definitely because the first eight to nine overs had a little bit for the bowlers in each of the innings. But I think that he just absorbed that pressure. And then once the field spread, he got going. And then once he got through the initial phase, he carried it through. So I think that's what, that was the biggest thing I saw from his innings. And I think I tried to implement that later on in the next few games. So you were pretty attentive during that game that you watched. You were paying close attention to how the batter handled, how the batters handled themselves, particularly the left, the opener. That's great. If I go to a cricket game or a baseball game, I'm usually talking the whole time. So that's, that's pretty excellent. What was your mindset in the middle 
after seeing that game and going into the the Bangladesh game, that was your mindset, first of all, to start to take the pressure off by surviving early on. But what was your, what else were you, was going through your head at the time? Uh, yeah, like during the game, like the first over, uh, I played a made it. And, and then even after that, I didn't take in any pressure. I was just kept on reminding myself that if I just get past this initial phase, when the first change and the second change bowlers come on, it's going to be a little bit easier. And then I'm going to get a few more loose balls. But, and then I just <clears throat> kept on reminding myself that. And then once I got a few boundaries, I think I was set. And then I, I got, got started to mill in the ball a little bit better. And I think that just helped, definitely helped me a lot throughout that innings. Nice. Aside from, we had a few batting performances throughout the tournament that, that kind of stood out from the team. But Ahmed and I had mentioned recently in our re- review of the of the World Cup that probably the most consistent strength from the team throughout the game was the fast bowling. Partis- uh, particularly Arya Garg taking wickets at a good clip and a teen Subramanian with his typically stingy economy. What were your thoughts about this particular group? Definitely our our pace bowling was good. I think Arya, especially, he would take wickets almost in every power play, you know, get early wickets. And I think that if you look through all the, the teams that did well, early wickets was the key. And I think that Arya did that really well. And Thien, again, we've all played him here in domestic cricket. And then we've seen him bowl with economies of two and three. And then he just replicated the same thing. And like, even those guys like from, from India and Afghanistan, like at their level, they still had, like were struggling to play him. But I think our other pacers did well too. I think Aryan bowled well against Bangladesh. And then the last game when Aryan Batra came in, I think he bowled really well too. So I think like all the pacers definitely used the, the South African conditions to their favor. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that was definitely the strength. Like you said, starting off the game with some wickets in the power play early on, that's great. That's You need to do that to have a chance against these bigger teams, for lack of a better way of describing it. But, but yeah, I thought Garg was fantastic. Tindra, uh, uh, when we see him play in youth tournaments like U19, Men's Nationals, does have those incredibly low economy uh, overs. And I think I think he people play him out. And they, yeah. so he doesn't always get the the wickets that that he that he ought to get. Um, but then when you look at him in minor league, he does. They're just loaded with bowlers. They got to go after someone. They're going to go after the youngster, and they pay a, a steep price for it because he gets them out more often than not. Yeah, yeah. I think I guess Afghanistan like his figures were at one point were like eight overs, like two for nine. <laughs> bowling like three different spells, so it was like just amazing just to watch him bowl. Yeah, he's he is pretty good. He's if you if the captain tells him, hey, here's what we want to do, he's going to do it. That's one of the things I really like about him is he sticks to the he sticks to the script. Karsh Shrivastava batted lower on the order than usual for him. Oh, I've seen him play here in Morrisville. He recently got some time for the Morrisville Raptors in minor league cricket. He debuted this last summer. He's a young player. I attribute his we attribute his ability to bat in different spots to his versatility and his uh, ability to adapt and be a little bit more aggressive than, than most. What were your thoughts about his contributions? Yeah, I think definitely Garshni batted in many different spots. And even in the qualifier, some games he would come in at four or five. And then even when he came in at six in uh, one of the games at the World Cup, I think that he just plays the situation really well. And I think that he can switch gears. In the Bangladesh game, he came in a little bit later when that run rate was, a required run rate was a little bit higher. And immediately started looking for runs. 
But then against India, he came in the power play. And then he saw off the new ball. And then once that was done, he just got going. But I think, yeah, he just plays the situation really well. Now, the India game in particular, choosing to bowl first and then and then bat, obviously. What was the thought process in that? Did the coaching ta- staff tell you about the thought process there? Of, of, of If you win the toss, are you going to do this? Or Was the idea to get as much time in the middle against the like a world-class team. Was that the idea? Um, I think going to the toss, I think the the idea was that like the first hour or hour and a half, so like in the morning, especially, it was definitely troubling for Baston. Like we saw it in our game against Ireland. And then we saw it in the other games that we watched at the stadium. So I think that was the idea going into it. I seeing that if we could use like that, like a little bit of moisture that was there in the morning to our advantage. But I think definitely the India game, I think, Maybe there wasn't as much moisture as we had had thought in the morning, but I think even though there wasn't, I think we still did a pretty good job in the power play. We used the little bit of moisture there was and the conditions to our favor. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it was one of those things. I think a lot of people had a negative mindset and anticipated that you guys would in terms of, oh, this is a great team. Oh, USA doesn't have a chance to beat them. Why not bat first to have mercy or something like that? But it's nice to hear that the decision to to play the way that you did was based on that gave you the best chance to win the game. And that's what we want to see as fans. We want to see that kind of thinking. And it sounds like you guys were thinking in that direction. It wasn't. It was never about just trying to get experience against a really good team. Yeah, so uh, Rishi Ramesh, we talked a little, you talked a little bit about captaincy and things like that. Rishi always looked really confident especially in the World Cup qualifiers. She always looked incredibly confident, full of energy, seemed to be a spark plug on the team, a higher-energy captain. Do you feel like that really carried over into the World Cup itself? Do you feel like he always had confidence in, in himself and the team? Yeah, definitely. I think Rishi, even off the field, is like a outgoing guy. Like He's always trying to bring everyone together. And I think that was really important, especially in qualifiers, especially after that loss to, the first loss to Canada. I think that we were all pretty down, like that our chances were slim. But I think Rishi did a really good job on and off the field, like with the energy that like the way he gets everyone going on the field and the way he brings everyone together off the field. And I think in the especially in the Ireland game where we knew if we took a couple early wickets, we might be able to get a chance. I think he definitely got the team going and we took uh, two wickets pretty early on. And I think that the energy was really good. But I think that Rishi's just the way he is, just gets the energy up really well on and off the field. Yeah, he definitely comes across that way. I've never seen him not look confident and not look like he has some energy. I believe the two most experienced minor league players or players on your squad with minor league experience are Atindra and Parth Patel. Uh, I might be wrong. Parth started to emerge a lot this year with the St. Louis team. I obviously spend a lot of time keeping up with minor league cricket, but it's not easy staying up with 26 or 27 teams all the time. But how much has the advent of minor league cricket, the evolution of minor league, helped in developing young players for preparation for the U19 Nationals and the U19 National Team selection? I know it's a different format, but these are really great players that you're up against. Yeah, I think definitely the amount of match experience that Athena and Parth get, they're getting to play with and against some of the best players around the world. There's some guys coming from abroad and playing that have loads of experience and just play being able to play against them. I think it makes it a little easier for them to come and compete against some of some other big names in even in the World Cup. 
And I think they just have a sense of calmness that comes in. I think they're used to like high pressure situations, especially at the playing in a minor league final. I think that's one of the most high pressure situations any of us youth could get in America, like at this time. And I think coming from that, he always has like a calming sensation, like him and Parth always just not letting us getting too nervous or too anxious especially, uh, during the game. But, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he played in that final, it was here at Church Street Park here in North Carolina in front of 2,000 people. It's at nighttime, so everyone's there. It's exciting. It's loud and boisterous. And that team has counted on him over the years. He's played a lot of games at Church Street Park, I got to say. And you play at Church Street on a Saturday night, and the game's always going to be close, and it's always going to be packed. And so he, I think that probably helped him out a little bit. And now yourself, have you played much at Church Street Park? I haven't played much recently, but I think I've played like a few youth games like in 2018. Like just a couple of games under lights, but nothing recent. But yeah. What are your thoughts about the place? Um, I think the last time I played there it was under lights. Like we played a T20 against TCL, but it's it's a really nice it's one of the it's like a one of the best grounds in America. You get value for your shots and then just playing under nights, just like the whole vibe of the game and then especially even watching a game when we were there in North Carolina for a tournament we watched I think Fire versus I think Galaxy on a Saturday night and then just watching like the ball flying and then just watching just the like the highest level of cricket like in domestic I think was really cool to watch. Oh yeah, it's my favorite place to watch a game. Obviously Amon and myself are on commentary during those games. So yeah, I, I, it's a special place for me. But I've always thought how cool would it be to have a ground like that in New Jersey? Like, that would be a perfect place for a ground like this. You know, just have banks, have hills all the way around it, have little grills and stuff at the top of the hills for, for families to come. And that would be the best place to eat food, I think, in the whole freaking state. Yes, New Jersey cricket there is is very diverse, multicultural. You get a lot of Caribbeans. You have a lot of uh, South South Asian heritage people. And I think it's one of the best places for cricket in the USA, if you ask me, as far as just producing good players and having good cr cricket quality. Would you say it's it's up there with with the best place in the in the USA for cricket? Oh yeah, I think definitely. I think just the I think there's a like the amount of academies in New Jersey as well. There's so many like youth playing. Uh, there's like uh, cricket being introduced in schools, like in like their gym classes, and then even as an intramural sport. And I think that just continuing to grow and grow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. So you play for the Yorkers, for the Manhattan Yorkers, which is one of the best team names in minor league cricket. It's a great team name. Um, but you played most of the games this year at Mercer Park. Um, difficult conditions. Every batter in the East had a tough year this year. Every single one of them. Like you saw some of the best performers this se season would have been just didn't it didn't stand out their numbers didn't stand out if you scored a 100 strike rate at mercer and you averaged 25 you may as well have averaged 50 with a 150 strike rate but the yorkers are a young team right now very young team they've had some good success in the past they've had some very good teams in the past but right now they're quite young are you planning on rejoining that team in uh 2024 i think yeah sticking with manhattan yorkers i think definitely that mercer park pitch was tough I think that it was like the, because of the the new rule that we have to play on turf wickets. I think so. Mercer Park was the first turf wicket in New Jersey, but I think that I think it needed a little bit of more time to get uh, settled and I think be ready for for minor league. But I think it was like a different experience. Like some of the pitches that we play on 
like turf wickets we play on like across America, like in California and Texas. They're not like like these wickets that are like you have to grind it out. We played a couple forty over games, club games there, and I think those were really good to play, just grind it out, and then with close games. But I think it was definitely tough in terms of T20. But I think that like the guys who did do well, I think we're just able to adapt well. And I think that was the biggest thing in order to find success at uh, Mercer Park. Oh, yeah, no no doubt. It's a very competitive division, first of all, the East. It's one of my favorites because you've got a couple of teams. Obviously, the Stallions are always a good team. They're just loaded. They got some very good bowling, and they do they field really well together as a team. They got a lot of energy. Jesse's a good captain. It's just a very good team. That's a tough division to compete in. There's always like another team just taking turns, banging on the door, right on the heels of New Jersey Stallions. One year it was Empire State. The Manhattan Yorkers have been right there too, right behind them. And then this past year it was the Philadelphians. But that's a really competitive division. We've seen, as you mentioned, this is the first year they've had turf in that in the East. And that was the big problem with the East was no turf. And they jumped right over. Some places are starting to feature the hybrid wicket, which is easier to maintain. You can put it in and you can play on it right away. Whereas the anybody, everybody knows when you put in a turf wicket, a fully turf, natural turf wicket, it takes some time to be playable. It takes some time to be a good batting wicket. So hopefully Mercer keeps going. Hopefully they keep investing in Mercer and it keeps becoming a better and better place because the, the East division in minor league cricket and just the East in general, in that particular Northeast New Jersey, Mid-Atlantic area, the more turf it has, the better off we're going to be. That's, it's one of the great things that minor leagues brought in. And like you said, this year was a little bit hurried, but I think that's going to pay off in the future. Yeah, it was going to be tough this year. It was always going to be tough, but I think it will pay off in the future. So you bat from the left, you open. There's some really good left-handed batters in the USA, domestically speaking, and nationally for the, and internationally for the national team. Are there any particular domestic cricketer in the USA that you really admire that's like your favorite guy? I think definitely one that stands out is like Steven Taylor. He's always looking to attack. He's always looking to give the team a good start, which I think is even in, the, in the, some of the, the wins for USA, I think it's uh, a lot of them were getting the team off to a good start, getting that momentum heading into the game or in a chase. So I think definitely something that I try to do as well, like just try to get the team off to a good start, which I think is the most important role for an opener. But yeah. Yeah, Stevens, one of my favorites. Uh, it has been since I started following USA Cricket. Obviously, we got to see him here in 2018 beat Canada in that final over in the yeah. world in the T20 qualifier, the Americas qualifier, which it's legendary now. Everyone talks about it. Chase 22 in the final over against Junaid Siddiqui, doing it in five balls. <laughs> Just Junaid Siddiqui, he's a leggy, but he's a He's an economy leggy. He's like a six economy leggy in T20 cricket, and he scored 22 off of them. So that was one of those legendary moments that we were right there. Amon and I were, were right there to see it, along with so many others, and it just sparked a lot of cricket interest in the area. So do you have a best buddy on this U19 team? Do you have a best a best friend, somebody that you pal around with the most? I think definitely, especially in South Africa, I spent a lot of my time with Amovo uh, from California. But then uh, also spent a lot of time with Arya and Aryan Batra. We've been playing with each other since you were like really young. Like I remember like Arya bowling to me when he was like 10 and I was like 12. So like me and Arya have been playing against each other since like when we first started playing cricket. 
and then good to see us like playing on the same team at that stage. That's pretty cool. I'm going to throw a curveball to you here. I, I tried to prep you with most of these questions beforehand or let you know what was coming, but I'm going to throw you a curveball this time. Is there a young player in your mind who's the next wave for the U19, who's maybe 15 years old now, maybe 16, something like that, maybe even 13? Is there a really young player that really stands out in your mind that you know about that, that you can advise us to look out for? I think a couple of players, or I think like one player for I think the next cycle, I think there's Dave Salian, like he played for the Empire State Titans this year in minor league. And he's like the full package. He can bat, like he can bat opening, he can bat in the middle, like he can bull pace and gun fielder too. So I think he's one to look out for that next cycle. Awesome. And how old is he right now? I think he's 16 or 17 right now, but yes. Oh, great. So he might get two bites then at the U19 squad. Yeah. That's great. All right, so finally, the very last question here. What is one thing you'd like to see improved nationally in terms of cricket? What's the one thing you'd love to see? It could be anything. It could be, I want a ground here. I want more coaching in this area. I would love a national ODI league. Whatever it is that you you could think of, what is one thing you'd love to see in the USA? I think that the biggest thing, especially after talking to some other players at the World Cup, I think was like having a good domestic structure where we play year-round against players from all over the country. Because I think as of now, we only play a couple of times a year on these one-off tournaments or the nationals. But I think uh, something uh, more structured where it's year-round, I think can help definitely have more people pursue the sport, like knowing that there's there's going to be cricket year-round and not this just one-off tournaments. But I think that would also help, especially like younger players who were just getting into cricket, just getting into like the adult stages and then like at ages 19, 20, to be able to play with some experienced players, like some guys who are already on the men's team or some guys from abroad who are coming, just to share their experiences. Because I think that would, I think those like small things that you learn from like some of the older players, I think is what is, makes a difference like on the field. Awesome. Pranav, thank you for joining me tonight. It's been a real pleasure. I'm looking forward to cutting this up and sending it out. Thank you. Thank you.